Hey there, friend. I'm Susan, and this is the Spark Chasers podcast, a series dedicated to the educational changemakers who embrace creativity, seek out challenges, and collaborate on solutions. This is a show for any educator looking to explore the creative side in the classroom, business, and life. So grab a cup of caffeine, your favorite flare pen, and let's chat about what's now and what could be next. Well, hey there, friends. It's Susan Riley here on the Spark Chasers podcast, and it is conference week. If you are listening to this in real time, in July, it is, as you know, our biggest week of the year. This is our Arts Integration and STEAM online conference Uh, And this year we're featuring Julie Andrews and it's just already kicking off to be an amazing set of days this week. And I am so excited. One of the things that uh, happens every year during our conference is we talk a lot about supplies. Like what supplies do you need in order for you to be successful with arts integration and STEAM? And particularly with STEAM, lots of people have this misperception that you need a ton of materials and supplies and you have to have a 3D printer and all these robotics and that it's really expensive. And in reality, it's not. And lots of times people have that perception about arts integration in and of itself as well, because lots of arts integration and STEAM is hands-on projects. And of course, we all know that school budgets can be tight, right? One of the reasons that teachers are hesitant to fully embrace arts integration is because they lack supplies. So that's why it's a topic of conversation at our conferences a lot. And I thought today it'd be a great conversation for us to explore what are some supplies that you really need and what are some things that you could probably let go of, right? So when purchasing art supplies for the classroom, priorities have to be made. And as teachers, it's common practice to use anything and everything that we find, right? I've often walked into stores and asked for scraps or snatched empty boxes from recycling bins around the school and even begged the maintenance staff to save any interesting junk for art supplies or arts projects that I'm using with students, right? So uh, today, I'm really excited to look at five essential supplies that you're going to want to use, as well as how to organize those supplies and find funding for them. Now, art supplies or materials can be broken down into two categories, consumable and non-consumable. Non-consumable art supplies are things like scissors, paper punches, staplers, that kind of stuff, right? And hopefully you have those on hand. And even if you don't, there's a lot of fundraising things. We're going to talk about this a little bit later in the episode, how to get those non-consumable materials, right? Consumable art supplies or materials, though, are items such as crayons and markers and pencils, right? So things that can that you use and then eventually die out, right? So in today's episode, we're walking through our team's favorite consumable uh, essential arts integration supplies as well as how you can gather and organize them without a lot of upfront cost. Now, these are things that we've pulled our entire team and have found to be the most common items that we would all recommend. And I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised 
at how easy it is to get these things. I bet you you could even start to think about them right now. Because, for example, our first one is black permanent markers or Sharpies, right? So if you can swing it, try to get the ultra fine tip um, or chisel tip if you can. But... <laughs> Black permanent markers or Sharpies are perfect for going over pencil drawings to make artwork pop, drawing detailed images before painting, or going over many different surfaces. They are so versatile. And when you go to our show notes today, we've even got some examples of how you can use black permanent markers within arts integration projects. But even just this kind of a small, simple consumable supply is essential because you can use it in so many different ways. And that's really what we're looking for when we're thinking about consumable supplies and where we want to invest our money. We want to think about getting supplies for arts integration projects that can be used across many different projects that we plan throughout the year. So even though it would be really cool to do a black light lesson, right? And we can talk about that in another episode. Um, and they are really cool. Right? How many times are you going to use those supplies outside of that black light project? Think about what you're what you're going to use long term and how you can stretch it. Something like a black permanent marker or a sharpie, while it's not as cool maybe as the black light stuff that you could do, you're going to be able to use that over and over and over again, and it's going to be in a great investment for your arts integration projects. Another uh, essential arts integration supply that is simple but has so many different uses are colored pencils. And particularly, we recommend the Prismacolor Scholar, right? They cost more than other companies, but these are going to be worth every penny because of their broad range of colors and smooth lead. They help students create really beautiful, colorful works of art. So if you can swing it, don't, don't do rose art colored pencils, please, 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 right? <laughs> um, if you can help it, uh, try to invest in a, in a better brand, like a Prismacolor Scholar, just because the quality is so much better and they're going to last you longer. It's like um, when you when you buy a pair of shoes, right? If you can invest in a nicer pair of shoes, they're going to last you longer than the ones that you can get for 15 bucks um, at your local superstore, right? So what makes these colored pencils great? Why do we want them for arts integration projects? Because they add bright, rich, thick color to a range of projects with a smooth lead that coats paper really easily. Students don't need to press real hard with these to get the color saturation on the page. They also show up on construction paper, even dark colors and black construction paper, which can be difficult sometimes with others. And these colored pencils can be blended easily to create custom colors, which is great for steam projects when we're looking at ratios, when we're looking at the science of blending colors, that's really helpful. So again, this is something that you're going to be able to use over and over and over again. All right, now something that's a little less um, common, but something that is equally as important are watercolors. We love watercolors, particularly liquid watercolors, watercolor pencils, or watercolor crayons. So I'm going to break these all three down as to why you would want to use each one. So liquid watercolors, there's 
many great paint options available, and we've linked them in our show notes. So definitely when you're done today, listening to today's episode, go back to our show notes uh, for episode 44 of the Spark Chasers podcast, because you're going to find links to all of these um, recommended brands and where you can find them so you can easily have your own simple list and you just download them and be done. So liquid watercolors are the best pick for classrooms. And here's why. They are budget-friendly and versatile. So you can use um, as little or as much as you want, but liquid watercolors give you um, a lot of coverage for a little bit of material, right? They can be used with other art media easily, including crayons, permanent markers, and oil pastels. They can be easily mixed to create custom colors. Many tools can be used to paint with, such as toothbrushes, marbles, straws, and string, right? You can use all of those with watercolor. So it's a great way to get a lot of different tools in there and materials that students can play with and manipulate and explore and discover all of these keywords that are really essential to inquiry-based learning and to STEAM learning are right there with the liquid watercolor. Watercolor pencils and watercolor crayons. These tools are perfect for no mess classrooms. So if you're a teacher who wants to use arts integration and visual art in particular, but you really don't want to have to clean up, (laughs) watercolor pencils and watercolor crayons are great for you. You can use them to color in artwork and just add water to turn them into watercolor masterpieces. That's what I love about watercolor pencils and watercolor crayons. You can use them like a crayon or a pencil and then add water and watch the magic happen, right? So here's what makes them great. They're perfect for detailed drawings. They work just like pencils or crayons, but act like paint. They can also be dipped in water for a different effect. So if you really want to get kind of versatile with it, instead of putting the water on after, you could just dip the pencil or the crayon in the water and then spread it onto the paper or whatever material you're using. You can use these for many different kinds of arts integration lessons. So again, something that's going to be versatile for you and a good investment. And they're easily stored and managed. So if you really like to be organized and have everything put away, watercolor pencils and watercolor crayons are going to be a great fit for you. Um, uh, The fourth item that we would recommend as an essential arts integration supply is construction paper crayons, particularly Crayola's construction paper crayons, right? That brand in particular, we happen to love after having gone through many of them. By the way, when I'm saying these brand names, none of these brands have paid us to endorse them in any way. We've just done a lot of trial and error with lots of different arts integration projects. And we have a lot of different art teachers on our team. And these are the consensus of what works best for, you know, the constraints of arts integration projects that many schools are looking for. We're looking at projects that are not nine weeks long, right, but they can get done in one and two classrooms and so or one and two class periods. So when we're thinking about it in that aspect, right? We want to be practical. And so these are the brands that that happen to work best that we have found um, in the past. So please don't think we're getting paid to be to recommend any products. These are just our personal recommendations. Now these construction paper crayons are a fantastic addition to any classroom, especially to supplement a crayon collection that you might already have. And here's why. They come in bright colors. They are perfect for blending and layering. They can show up on black and colorful construction paper. So again, similar to what we had before, 
with our other products, the colored pencils um, that we recommended, these Crayola construction paper crayons also show up on black and colorful construction paper, which can sometimes be frustrating for students if they can't see what they're putting down. And they can be used with watercolors for wax resist and other arts integration lessons. So again, if you're combining some of these essential supplies, you're going to even more extend the variety of arts integration projects that you can do with your students. Now, the fifth um, essential supply that we think that all arts integration classrooms should have is air dry clays. It's important for students to have the ability to express themselves using sculpture. And it and sculpture in and of itself can be a difficult medium if you are not an art educator. If you are a classroom teacher trying to use sculpture in an arts integration lesson, it can be really intimidating if you're doing this with traditional sculpture um, materials. But air dry clays, even paper can be used for sculpture. Um, and so giving students the ability to work in this 3D medium of, of air dry clay is really helpful. It also is a material that students rarely use. And so it always causes a lot of excitement. So it's great to see students light up when they get to use the air dry clay. Um, and also think about the idea that some students demonstrate their learning better in 3D. So differentiating your instruction by offering some 3D mediums can be really helpful as well. So what makes air dry clay great, right? Well, no kiln is required. So that's a plus, right? Um, it can be painted once it's dry. And it can be used for many projects, both small and large. So again, you're going to get a lot of bang for your buck. And it's cheaper than other clays. So again, being budget conscious is something that many of us have to consider for arts integration. And that's one way to do that. Now, a bonus, if you're looking for a bonus supply and you might have a little bit of extra money, try to buy something metallic or glittery. So this could be paint, permanent markers, colored pencils, or crayons. And why would I tell you to do that, right? <laughs> because every student likes metallics in particular, and they're fun additions to any project. They should be used sparingly and should be introduced near the end or midpoint of a lesson, not at the beginning. And the reason is for this is that students should be concentrating on what they're making before the materials they're using, right? So you want them to consider that first. But if you can add it as a fun little detail option afterwards, it just makes those projects pop for students and they really fall in love with them um, if you have that extra little shine, right? That extra little sparkle. Now, how do you go about gathering these essential supplies? As I said earlier, most schools don't have the budget for a lot of materials, so we're going to need to get creative, right? Now, first things first, do not take supplies from the art room for arts integration projects. Art teachers need those materials and resources in the limited amounts provided to them to be able to teach students the intricacies and value of their own craft. Students need to be able to use the materials and instruments to practice their art as a way to deepen their schema of learning the arts themselves. And when we take these things away, when we take those items away from our wonderful arts teachers, we're then taking away a chance for our students to have a purely artistic experience, which could then be applied critically in an integrated lesson. We don't want to do that. We know um, at that arts teachers are the MVPs of arts integration and STEAM. And so we don't ever want to take away from a pure artistic experience that our students can have with those arts educators 
by taking away those materials, right? Um, so what can you do instead? How can you provide an arts integration lesson when going to the arts teachers is maybe out of the question, right? Well, I've got a couple of ideas. So first, have a dedicated arts integration cart or closet. Now, this has worked wonders for me in any building I've worked with. Set aside a certain amount of money, um, $1,000 or $2,000 is a good range to start, and then order supplies just for that cart. So that money is dedicated just for the arts integration cart. And you could, it, you think that $1,000 or $2,000 is a lot of money, but here's the thing. You could get that very quickly with a grant or a donation from a local art supplies store, or even parent donations with a Donors Choose project, or uh, ESSER funds that are available for this year for closing learning loss. You could use the arts integration cart for that to be able to provide arts integration projects and that money could go there. So it, you can get that, that base amount to start and then order supplies just for the cart. So you can order art supplies, musical instruments, an iPod dock, and even a few iPads for digital design. And then as you and your colleagues plan for integrated lessons, you can check out the cart to use with your students and keep an inventory sheet of what you used as well as a copy of the lesson plan so that you can document where the materials are going, which will help in the ordering process for next year. Now, if you go back to our show notes today, I have a copy of our arts integration cart supply list, which is going to help you. And all of that has been budgeted out. So if you ordered everything on that list, it would stay within your one to $2,000 budget range. And it even has the um, inventory sheet with it that you can check things out and put it back and those kinds of, of things. So definitely go to our show notes today over at, at artsintegration.com forward slash spark chasers episode 44. Make sure you check out um, the show notes to be able to get that link. Number two is to try crowdsourcing or PTAs for the materials that you need. So create a list of the supplies that you'd like to have dedicated for arts integration in your room. I would definitely start with the five essential supplies I talked about earlier, but you could definitely add more. Don't forget to include storage and organization for those supplies as well. And once you have your list, price it out via or online ordering sites like Blick or Saks Art Supplies or West Music and come up with a total. And then present your budget and a brief statement of why you need these materials to your PTA or use them to create a pitch on a crowdsourcing site like Donors Choose to, to let others help fund your initiative. Number three, don't forget about recycling. Have a dedicated AI supplies box outside of your classroom where teachers or parents can drop off odds and ends that they don't need anymore. You would be amazed at how many pieces of construction paper, scissors, markers, paints, and old instruments that you will wind up with just in that one box. So seriously, put a box outside your classroom and be like, I'm taking your junk, please. <laughs> Bring it here and I will be able to recycle and use it. And four, remember that preparation is key. Often, being able to gather art supplies or resources from the arts teachers doesn't have to be a chore. You just need to know um, to know what to use when, when, right? You need to think about what did I learn in kindergarten here? Ask nicely and give them plenty of notice. It's hard to feel generous when a teacher comes into your arts classroom saying they need the materials for this afternoon's lesson, right? Like if you think about that from your perspective, it would be tough to be able to, to do that for you. So if you prepare your lesson in collaboration with others, 
be sure to connect with the arts teacher you're linking to when you create a lesson. And then they might be able to help you budget and set aside something that you need. But be prepared to that if they can't offer you the items that you need, try the first three tips that I talked about with having that dedicated arts integration cart or crowdsourcing or recycling in order to get the things that you need and thank the arts teachers for their willingness to try. Next time, you might just be able to work out something with them. And most times, I would say nine times out of 10, when they if they say no, it's because they need it for a lesson and they literally have nothing to give. Um, so just be mindful of that as well. So given the whole thing that we talked about today, what is your favorite arts integration supply? What did I miss? These are the five that that we really love as well as some organization tips on how to get them. But what did we miss? Remember, you can use the Ask Me Anything button on the podcast page to share with me your ideas and what's bubbling to the surface for you. Just Head over to artsintegration.com forward slash sparkchasers and you'll find today's show notes, contact area, and links for more resources. And if you're enjoying the show and know somebody who could benefit from our discussions, please share the podcast with them. Um, This is episode 44. We're almost a full year into this podcast and it has grown by leaps and bounds. We have hundreds of listeners at this point and we would love to welcome even more. Um, Just so that you know, we are going to go on summer break after this episode for a couple of weeks just so that we can refresh and bring you our very best episodes coming up so that we can prepare for our episode 50, which is coming up very soon. Um, so if you have episodes that you've missed, this is going to be a great time to go back and review those in anticipation of getting started again in August. And remember, together we can chase the spark of our ideas and make a brighter future for everyone. I'll see you soon. Well, check that off your list, my friends. You just finished another episode of the Spark Chasers podcast. If you want more, head over to artsintegration.com forward slash Spark Chasers for show notes, a space to tell me what you thought of today's show, and links to what we talked about today. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. This helps others find the show so we can all grow and learn together. Can't wait to get together again soon.